All right, gang, it's been since the end of, or the beginning of December, end of November of 2019 since I dropped a podcast episode. So uh, I, I believe those of you that are bothering to even listen right now or do an explanation, things got a little crazy. Um, not too crazy, but very busy. Um, I am working as a casino manager at the Wild Wild West Gambling Hall and Hotel, and uh, I'm working swing shift, which is something I'm not used to doing. Now, granted, I've been doing this since May, but in November, things kind of got a little, uh, I don't think they got nuts. I just think I got so busy and tired. Um, it's not that the job is necessarily difficult, but it is demanding in that I'm always on call and I'm always dealing with patrons and I'm always dealing with the staff. And so I don't have a whole lot of time that I'm not on my feet sort of engaged. So by the time I get home after a swing shift, I'm exhausted. Um, and on the days on my days off, I tend to just kind of do my best to just kind of recuperate. Now, maybe it's because I'm older and maybe it's because it's a taxing job. I don't know what it is, but this job has been kind of knocking me out. So come around December, there are a couple things that uh, I would like to update you on. First of all, we did not go to Kansas for Christmas this year. Uh, this year, Joe came to Vegas. I had to work on Christmas Day. And uh, so Joe Janes came out to uh, Vegas and spent a week here. And we got him a room at the Palace Station, which is across the street from our apartment. And uh, Kelly Fenwick and Dana and Joe all... I booked them a room at the Wild Wild West, and they spent the day while I was working on Christmas Day at the Wild Wild West, either watching Shark Tank or, as Joe did, playing slots for seven hours on the same $80, which is extraordinary and is probably worth the story later on. Um, in January, things, you know, we, we kind of headed into January. Everything was fine in January. Um, February was fine. I had my birthday. Dana and I went to uh, L.A. for about a week. We went to Disneyland in that time. Um, we went to Sedona and visited my brother-in-law, Christian, and saw Jerome. Again, plenty of stories that will come from that experience as I, as I, as I kind of parse that out. Obviously. If you were listening today, the big news is that we're, you know, we're right steeped into a pandemic. Um, it is the coronavirus COVID-19 uh, thing that's going around and people are, it's pretty much upending all of civilization on the planet. Um, it's fucking up the economy. Um, some people think it's, you know, bullshit. Some people think it's amazing. Uh, some people think it's going to destroy it and it's the end of the world. Everybody's got a different perspective. I've discovered that it's sort of, uh, on partisan lines, which I also think is weird and fucked up that depending on who you voted for or what your ideology is, that's how you respond to what the World Health Organization has declared as a, a very serious pandemic pandemic that's just going to get more serious. So that's, I mean, you know, however you want to do it. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm, I'm no longer the sports book manager. I am now the bar and slots manager. Um, I've been looking for other work because I've been there almost a year, but I, I have to say going through this pandemic, um, I'm quite impressed. Stations Casino, uh, Station Casinos, that's the, the company that actually owns the Wild Wild West, were very cool. Right off the bat said, we're not laying anybody off. And even though we're closed and they're losing probably $1.4 million a day just with all their properties and probably more than that, um, 
they are paying all of the, all of their full-time employees through April 30th. So that's pretty good. Now, I don't know what's going to happen after April 30th. There is the optimism that we are going to reopen uh, Las Vegas middle of April. Um, I would like to be optimistic. I don't think that's probably what's going to happen, but we will certainly find out. At this point, I don't have any guesses because at this point, uh, all bets are off. Every day changes something. Anyway, with that in mind, I'm going to try to be a little bit more regular with Peculiar Journeys. And if you are a listener, um, I appreciate that you have, you know, kind of, kind of, I mean, it's not like you've been sitting for five months going, when's, a, when, when's he going to tell us more stories? You know, I know that wasn't going on. But uh, for those of you that were, have been on Patreon and are my Patreon subscribers, thank you for being patient. Um, and I appreciate uh, the contribution. If you are not and you, you know, you want to you want to give me a test. Yes, I'm going to try to regularly put out peculiar journeys. Um, I have tons of fucking stories. You know, one of the things that's been very interesting is that I'm in the process of writing two books. One book is, if you follow alliteratape.com, I have a series called um, Problematic Movies of the 80s. And it was based on sort of uh, Brett Kavanaugh when he was in his hearing, um, basically throwing out that, well, you know, for him, high school and early college was like Fast Times at Ridgemont High or Animal House. I guess. And I thought, you know what? I watched all those movies and I didn't rape anybody. So I'm wondering what, uh, what level of problematic, you know, in sort of the, 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 the 2020 uh, lens are those movies. Well, so I'm working on that book. I'm also working on a book uh, about my year at the Wild Wild West. And I realized in the process of uh, kind of working on that, that there are no books that I can find in Las Vegas or anywhere else that talk about the history of off-strip casinos. And so I am going to make that a, a good chunk of the book that I'm writing about the Wild Wild West and my time as a casino manager, because nobody's written about uh, off-strip casinos in any kind of substantive way. And, 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 and that's been really very interesting to do some research, and I'm having to do some anecdotal stuff, and I'm having to do some oral history stuff from some people. So hopefully that will start to come into play with both Peculiar Journeys and the book. Um, I'm also really having a hard time writing things right now because everything is about pandemic. So that's that's kind of how things are going. I hope uh, you're doing well. I hope you're not freaking out too much with the pandemic, and uh, hopefully uh, this podcast will be something that you enjoy. casino is closed. For the past few days, the few of us still allowed on property are doing some deep cleaning in preparation of reopening once things, well, once things level off. I'm not so rose-colored glasses to believe things will ever be back to normal. I do believe things will level themselves. I'm taping we're closed type signs on the three entrances. An older dude comes up, nudges me aside, and you know, tries to open the door. The door's locked and chained, but he tries a couple of times in vain. Uh, we're closed for the next 30 days by order of the governor of Nevada. Apologies for the inconvenience. I need to cash my check, he barks with a thick Slavic accent. What do you mean closed? 
I mean, closed, closed, not open. You'll need to cash your check at your bank. He stands for a moment, peers inside the doors, and heads for the second entrance. Well, I have to put up signs on those doors, too, so I follow him. He gets to the second entrance and tries to open the locked and chained doors the same way, this time with just a little bit more force. Excuse me, sir. We are closed. But I have to cash my check. He stares at me as if this phrase will mystically change reality and the doors will swing open to the sound of sonic glitter. It does not. He walks toward the front entrance. I follow. Dude! The casino is fucking closed! Perhaps it was the third utterance or the added profanity, but somehow this time he gets it. He turns, muttering to himself, and walks down Tropicana in search of a place to turn a promissory note into more promissory notes so we can go hoard some cans of tuna and a bunch of toilet paper. I understand that he heard me the first two times, but his need and the general stupor of confusion as the familiar landscape of this most American of cities is rendered empty and unrecognizable, somehow blocked the meaning of my words. Same thing is happening everywhere, everyone, even those who exclusively watch Fox News and somehow find the Donald to be inspiring rather than a fucking embarrassment, is hearing words being said by the most credible. They say, stay inside. They say, wash your hands. They say, avoid crowds. They say, flatten the curve, yet they cannot quite grasp the meaning. One would think that given the track record of mistruths, half facts, and outright lies Trump has amassed in three and a half years, the very idea of trusting him in this crisis is ludicrous. One would think that, yet it is not the case for an awful lot of people. Instead, I am showered with sweaty conspiracy theories about our, our entire situation, that COVID-19 was manufactured by the Chinese, that COVID-19 is in Lysol cans, specifically lavender-flavored or smelled, that this pandemic has been conjured as a way to refocus the news cycle away from Biden and Bernie, that Trump will suspend the November election and become perpetual king, that we will soon have martial law and they will take away our guns. We choose to believe complete and utter horseshit in order to feel like the world makes sense. We all do it. We take vitamin supplements when we know they don't do anything but spice up our stool. We buy lotto tickets when we know the odds are so stacked against us we'd sooner get eaten by a bunch of red ants in our backyard than actually win any money. We eat salads from McDonald's. We drink diet soda. We believe that a pandemic is either the black plague in scope or just the flu and can't somehow get that the truth, you know, like the capital T truth is almost always in between the two extremes, you know, more than the flu, but maybe not the killer of all worlds. This pandemic could kill a lot of people. But it's spring break and I paid for the vacation. This pandemic could kill a lot of people. But the economy is going to be ruined and I'd be evicted. Dude, this fucking pandemic could kill a lot of people. Maybe it's the third utterance. Or maybe it's the profanity. Now, while we're in the midst of the pandemic, there's other stories that I've that I have obviously been uh, bereft of sharing with you, and some of them uh, are you know I've got I've got quite a few, so hopefully I'll be able to get a couple of these out um, as I continue to do some more 
uh, podcast, but it's fun to do. And here's just uh, one that I wrote that I thought was interesting. One of the benefits of my post-50 life is that I'm far less angry. Less angry at the world, at random people inconveniencing me, at myself. In fact, I'd wager that I'm uh, in a pretty goddamn good mood 90% of the time. The remaining 8% involves bouts of self-doubt, dissatisfaction with my weight, and a bit of frustration with both the political extremes in America right now. At the casino, which can be a true petri dish of humanity, I walk among some folks who seem helpless. They blame the machines for taking their money. They blame the corporation for not fixing up certain things on the property. They blame other employees for not doing their jobs. They stare at their phones to watch the clock advance so they can leave and go home and bitch about how much they hate their jobs and if they could only be paid more and how boring it all is and convince themselves that they work really hard but it's okay to put not too, not put too much effort into things because no one else does and who gives a shit anyway I'm talking to a guest playing roulette he's a regular we see each other on most days you're almost always in a good mood around here I think I've seen you look tired or out of sorts once or twice always a smile always dancing in the slot machines I wish I had an ounce of what you have I guess the knowledge of my freedom to choose my day is that you know secret sauce right freedom what freedom I don't know. I look at it this way. I could strip down naked right now, run to the pool outside, take a swim. Sure. I mean, there'd be consequences. You get fucking canned. Yeah. But I have that freedom to choose that action, and no one in the world could stop me. When I look at my life as entirely my responsibility, my job as an agreement to work the floor for the money offered, my day is my own. It feels like I'm in charge of my destiny. I'm happy to be here wearing a Marvel tie in a smoky room filled with people chasing the dragon of financial windfall and drinking for enjoyment or escape because I got up this morning and chose to come. If it's my choice, it's up to me to make the best of it, right? I choose to stay married to my magnificent partner. I choose to go to the gym or not. I choose to read the rantings of people online who would prefer to blame white people or men or Trump or Republicans or any big bad they can conjure for the plight of the world. And I'm reminded that they are choosing to do that with their time. I chose to move to Las Vegas last year, and it's my choice to stay and enjoy the weather and the horizon and the bigness of it all, or wallow in the difficulties of a city built on the weakness of human nature. I guess this is to say I'm mostly in a good mood because I choose to be. More fun that way. Well, I choose to lose some more money on this fucking game and drink a cheap bottle of horse piss beer. It's a good choice. And that's the podcast this time. It's nice and short. Uh, just keeping it to the point. Um, I'm going to try to get more uh, stories going on. There are tons and tons of stories that I've uh, sort of amassed. And hopefully uh, with this pandemic, there'll be some more stories as we go into things. Thanks for listening and have a great week. This has been another episode of the Peculiar Journeys podcast. For archived episodes, go to donhall.vegas slash podcast to hear stories of Chicago, of Millennium Park, and of the big move to Las Vegas. If you dig the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and review the show. If you really dig the podcast, why not go to patreon.com slash peculiar journeys and help fund the endeavor. 
Whatever you decide to do, thank you for listening, and I hope you come back for more of my peculiar journeys. Vas a ganar feo, man.